When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union at 52 5% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Here at the Black Information Network, we know how important it is for you to start your week off energized, engaged, and enlightened. So we're looking back at the weekend to bring you the biggest stories you may have missed. Stay tuned for our weekend recap featuring BIN writer and producer Maggie B. Nowen. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. All right, Maggie B. Nowen, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? How was your weekend? Good morning, Ramses. Happy Monday. I'm great. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm phenomenal. You had a good weekend. I'm I'm trusting. Uh, I did. Yeah, I was oh glued, glued to a lot of information coming from a lot of angles <laughs> over the weekend. With the news, definitely got in some good R and R and some social time. So that was I good. Love it. I love it. That's very necessary. Protect your mental health. Well, Not listen. Hard. Let's uh, talk about something that I came across. Hopefully, you did too. Did you hear about the White House Correspondents Dinner? I heard yes. Roy, Roy Wood Jr. kind of kind of killed it. You know, there was a lot of hype about that <laughs> leading yeah. into the weekend. So I actually um, paused my Saturday to watch the White House Correspondents Dinner okay. and just tune in. And I was actually um, I was entered. <laughs> so uh, Joe Biden did do a you know where there's. Nina Turner, Nina Turner also did a great job in a, a couple months back uh, talking about all of the different uh, ways that we can critique Joe Biden and his presidency right now. But I will say that Joe Biden did a really remarkable job, I feel like, delivering his um, spiel, his speeches, um, you know, his, I guess, jokes delivery mm-hmm. <laughs> over the weekend. And, um, you know, it was maybe about 15, 20 minutes he went on and he hit a bunch of points that um, you know, touched on some serious notes to start and um, referenced the importance of the press. Um, I think starting there, I think, was a great place to start because obviously there's been so much controversy about truth and the Fox News scandal, you know, that's been going on in the Dominion lawsuit. So to acknowledge the the truth and the importance of the truth and the people that are doing that, I think, was really important. Obviously, the day, the night was supposed to be more of a um, 
you know, fun, fun time in jest, you know, where they're talking, but he really made sure to hit those serious marks as well as to note, um, you know, Brittany Griner was actually in the audience mm-hmm. and her wife and reference her coming back from Russia and how important that was and um, reference some of the people abroad. Um, but he did actually leave out one of the names that is often left out of the story, Mark Fogel. So I wonder how many other people noticed that that's a science teacher that's been in Russia for more than 10 10 years, I believe, um, based off of uh, some medical marijuana. He brought a very similar situation to Brittany Renner. So that was, to me, a little bit controversial. But all in all, he did a great job again of just kind of um, those those not medium blows, we'll say. You know, it wasn't anything too innocent, but um, I think it showed his energy and his ability to deliver. He poked fun at himself and his age. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was entertaining. And then uh, I appreciated as well. They, they had an award uh, that they gave posthumously to Gwen Eiffel. So um, one of our late great ancestors now um, who has a, a long history career in uh, press reporting and journalism. And, um, you know, they did a really nice tribute to her. So I would definitely, you know, invite people to tune into that. And um, one of the, the notes that stood out from Gwen Eiffel was that she was always willing to reach back to people. Um, The quote was, real pros stop, turn around, and help out. And I thought that was just a really good uh, message to share with that award as well. And then, of course, Roy, Roy, um, gosh, Roy Woods Jr., Many people didn't know who he was, including me before, before that night. I was really impressed. Did you get a chance to tune in before I, before I keep going? Sure. No, 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 please. Well, how about this? I, uh, so I'm a big fan of the daily show and then Roy Wood Jr. Has, uh, some standup that he's done that I'm a fan of. And he's, uh, he really works well in the, uh, political comedy space. Um, Mm -hmm. Because he has a decidedly black perspective. I believe he's from like Alabama or Mississippi or one of those type of places. Alabama, and, yeah. uh, so he has had the black experience. Um, he's a comedian and he brings a much needed perspective to that space. You know, I'm a big fan of Trevor Noah, but, you know, Trevor Noah grew up in South Africa. So from a global perspective, he brought something special and unique. But in that space, oftentimes, you get these sort of like pinch hitters rather than mm-hmm. folks who are staples in, in those arenas. And so Roy Wood, uh, Roy Wood Jr. is one of those folks that um, I've enjoyed seeing uh, kind of come up in that space. And then for him to have this, you know, um, gig, we'll call it, right. uh, that's, that's about as big as it'll get. Um, and it so, a- you know, I, I, I enjoyed what he said and I, and, and to be honest with you, like he touched on, you know, Tucker Carlson. He touched on, of course, uh, the Dominion lawsuit, uh, Don Lemon, um, uh, CRT, you know, uh, Clarence Thomas, all this sort of stuff. But he didn't really strong arm uh, the way that black people feel about Joe Biden into the conversation. Mm-hmm. and. I think the reasons for that are twofold. First off, I need to say that it's necessary. You know, um, I've been, you know, Chris and I have been uh, having conversations and I've been having conversations with other folks. There's a lot of black people um, uh, who feel like. uh, How how would I say this? Um, Ignored. um, Taken Uh advantage of by the Democrats. Yes. 
So um, when we look at Joe Biden and the, his first term and see that he's wanting to run for a second term and that the alternative likely will be Donald Trump, you either have a lot of black people who are saying, um, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump to show the Democrats what my vote is worth. Or they're saying things like, um, I'm just these people, neither one of them exists for me. So they're like not engaged or not engaging. And that's a very dangerous game to play um, for black Americans because black Americans and black women in particular have decided the outcomes for uh, the elections for Democrats in all of recent history, uh, as far as I know. Um, and so there's an opportunity to bring this conversation to the forefront and in front of the commander in chief and in front of the rest of the country to say, hey, we know what's happening here. This is something you need to deal with and something you need to address. But also um, do it in a way where there's humor and to where it sort of establishes or chronicles that as something that needs to be addressed on all sides. We all need to, we, we can't pretend like that's not an issue, especially because this guy's decided that he wants to run again, which maybe that's a good thing. Who knows? You know, but yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> it, it just needs the, it, it needs to be addressed, you know, more yes. than Tucker Carlson stuff, more than the CRT stuff, more than all that stuff. We need to figure this part out. And I, I realized that uh, Roy Wood Jr. is newer in this space. He's not established. He's not as well known in this space. Um, and that might have been a risky move. But that would I guess that's the only thing I would have liked to have seen is that him uh, do more. I think he had a joke oh, where he said, uh, and everybody knows how to do politics. This is America. We don't pass laws. You make a promise to voters and then you don't do it. That's what the great, le the great leaders in this room understand. So this is what he said verbatim. And that was about as close as he got to to that um, that I saw. So, you know, I think there was there's a lot of comments and I think those are all fair critiques, Ramses. I think um, and I definitely don't want anybody to be confused by my statements about Joe Biden and my saying that he is, you know, the person that we should be having as the, the nominee, because I wholly agree. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't really I, I think that people in their 80s, you know, when we have other options should be the ones that we're looking to as the president. I think they could be on an advisory board or something. But mm -hmm. um, I do believe that age is a factor in, in things. But, you know, for, for what it's worth, Joe Biden held his own with energy that night in the, the dark Brandon joke. You know, he showed his humor. But I think, you know, there's a time and place for these things. And to your point, Roy, Roy Woods did a good job of um, kind of inputting, um, you know, the different elements of, of the pushback where needed. But he also, of course, demonstrated what most Black people in America know, you know, the fine act of accommodating in order to get ahead. So, you know, you have to kind of um, temper your words or your statements so you can touch on the topics that are most important important but not you know make it so you're exiled or canceled you know and obviously this is one of his first big opportunities so he had to be very careful with that and i do think that he did a really good job of, of hitting on a lot of things um in a in a light-hearted way that were really serious to an extent i mean he definitely talked about um harlan crow the billionaire buying off uh, clarence thomas and uh you know how his mom got a house ball for him and you know referenced um a, a george santos and um and just uh, lots of lots of um 
uh, connections, I would say to mainstream, you know, just to tie the seriousness of things to, to kind of the joke. So, you know, if people go back and watch it, I think that there is a lot to kind of pick apart as far as where he did, um, kind of poke at a little bit. He also referenced he's, um, you know, he thinks that most of the people in the room would reference that he's, Keenan Thompson, for example, yeah, yeah. Um, or the dad from Family Matters, you know, uh, kind of that joke that all white people think black people look the same. <laughs> so it's just, you know, he did he did an OK job. But I, I also want to commend him, though, for really um, taking a moment um, a few times, it seems to, to reference his mom and his his mom and dad's efforts in shaping him and being the role models and, and their integral involvement in telling the stories of black people and advocating for black people's rights that uh, not only positioned him to be able to do the things he's doing today but then to really um, believe in it be con connected and, and passionate about it so you can hear um, you know his proudness about his parents and his mother got to be in the audience um, that night as well so when you think about the full the full circle moment though of, of what that is you know um a black person who most did not know before that night did get to get up front and center in front of the whole country and the world and you know share his his best talents in front of his mom and you know it is a success story in itself um just roy woods jr being up there and delivering such a great job and i think the commentary afterwards um you know by the different commentators i think you know, did a great job of of celebrating him so yeah. cheers to him <laughs> yeah you know uh, and i want to make sure we get this right roy wood jr uh is, is the name of the gentleman who um uh had the uh the guest spot for the uh, white house correspondence there um but yeah i i i understand and and like i said i've seen a lot of his comedy it just i i'm a big fan of his but he uh that there was that one sort of missed opportunity i didn't watch it as it happened i kind of went back after the fact to check it out and so um i was i i just knew for for a fact that he was going to touch on the relationship with black people and the democratic establishment um and in particular this presidency um where you know black people have wanted because he's talked about this stuff at different points but black people have wanted uh police reform uh black people have wanted um you know uh, you name it you know we're talking clean water with <laughs> environmental racism all this sort of stuff that we've wanted and there's been some symbolic things that joe biden has done but in terms of like making real impact um you know it's it's no secret that it's been a it's been beyond the oh, reach no. of this this administration and so again um i i think that where we are is that you know black people are left with that age-old predicament where we have to kind of choose between the lesser of two evils evils or rather uh better said we have to choose between a group who is apathetic and disconnected from our reality uh, or a group that is actively hating us. And it's, it's, it's not an exciting prospect for most yeah. Americans. No, there's, I mean, there's, there's gotta be some comedy there that brings truth in front of these folks and allows us all to know that we know what the other people is doing and thinking and saying. And I think that when when everything is out in the open like that, um, it allows for uh, more meaningful conversations. And I think that comedy is a way to get things out in the open. And so 
Um, you know, no, maybe great, there's there's other ways. That's a great but point. Certainly a great way. So. Well, that's a great point in itself. And I do also just want to uh, reiterate that Nina Turner episode we did a couple months back. She really did a great job critiquing Joe Biden's presidency to date. So those would be the kind of reasons why we do need to maybe think about moving in a different direction. And then Robert Kennedy, uh, I think you heard probably he's he has announced his campaign running for president kind of quietly, but he is actually polling like really well, very yeah, competitively with Joe Biden it. right now. So, I mean, it, it always, you know, kind of blows my mind. It's like we're always in an election cycle, basically, and we're way far away from the 2024 election. But, you know, um, we we are talking about it like it's tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, I just think we have a long way to go. So will Joe Biden actually be our nominee? I'm not really sure, uh, for sure, because I think that people like Robert Kennedy could maybe give him a run for his money. But again, you know, I told Nina Turner, like, hey, Nina Turner for president. So <laughs> I would love to see something like that. But uh, <laughs> well, I, <laughs> but I after think... seeing what happened to Bernie Sanders by, again, the Democratic establishment as he was campaigning That's against another older person, you know, hang on, hang it's on. Like... Back in 2016. After seeing what the Democrats did to Bernie Sanders when he was campaigning against uh, Hillary Clinton, um, I suspect that if Joe Biden has announced that he's running for president, that the powers that be will ensure that he is the Democratic nominee because that that is tradition, that is already established, and whatever you make your bed you lie in it right and that's just kind of it, it would be unprecedented to see democratic support swing in another direction to the degree necessary to get another person elected with that said uh kennedy probably it would be the most likely person to break tradition in that he's not as old as bernie sanders was and there aren't as many things that are obvious that could be used against him uh Whereas with Bernie, he was such a radical that Democrats, I believe Democrats were scared that he would not attract enough mm -hmm. uh, conservative and um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Independent voters to actually uh, get the presidency. So they had to, as Dave Chappelle said, karate kick his legs out from under him to ensure that uh, Hillary Clinton got the nomination. And then, of course, we saw something similar to that again uh, this past election cycle. So, uh, yeah, I mean, don't discount that we are definitely in unprecedented times. We're reminded every day. So anything well, is possible. We're un unprecedented for Republicans. Democrats are kind of I mean, business as usual. The world, though, yeah. the world. But I do love your idea, though, as far as like, um, I think that's something that we could think about as a as a nation, even community building on as far as having more of those um White House correspondence formatted town hall type situations where there is comedy and the real issues brought together where it does lighten the mood and it's able to bring, you know, it's it's a it's a bridge builder potentially. So I love that. Maybe you should think about that. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. 
Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot B-I-N. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Black Information Network writer and producer Maggie B. Nolan is here with us discussing The weekend's major stories. All right. So the buzzword of the day, AI, artificial <laughs> intelligence. Uh, I have been following this so closely and it just fascinates me. And I'm watching the world change around me. In fact, again, last night I'm driving home and... Uh, the car next to me has no driver. The car in front of me has no <laughs> driver. It's the weirdest thing. You just look at it and you're like, huh, how about that? I'm living in the future. How about that? Right. So artificial <laughs> intelligence is impacting so many different facets of our life. And I read that it's also making its way into policing. So mm -hmm. there are some implications there. Have you read anything about this? Yeah, no, it's been, gosh, AI is everywhere. So, um, you know, a lot of people may or may not, a lot of people may know the uh, tech companies uh, were announcing their earning reports over the last week. And uh, the big companies like Meta, Alphabet, Microsoft, Amazon, a total of 170 times during the earning calls is how many times they actually specified the word AI. Mm -hmm. So, you know, AI is is front and center. The companies across all industries are pouring investments into it. And of course, that is uh, police, police and uh, criminal justice as well. So, you know, there's there's a lot going on when it comes to AI and policing. Um, we have just a, a number of actually stories that came up just in the last few days. And in New York City, 
people may have heard within the last month or so, um, they actually brought back uh, something that had been discussed a while previous. And there was a lot of pushback as far as concerns for bias and just, you know, its legitimacy. But the NYPD has added Spot, the robot dog, to the force, um, which is basically a digi dog. It's a remote controlled AI dog that's able to go around the community, basically, and be somewhat of a a police officer slash even kind of like firefighter. Mm -hmm. Um, They did actually deploy it in the recent um, incident in New York City where the parking garage um, collapsed and they were able to send in the digi dog instead of an actual human to kind of scope the scene and see what was going on. And uh, that's where one person unfortunately did die. Um, but that that's been um, a use, excuse me, a use case referred to that, um, you know, doesn't have any bias in, included and is something that did keep human beings safe. So that was a pro. Um, but at the same time, that that dog technically has the skill sets and the technologies to be able to, you know, potentially profile people. And um, there's different tracking um, features that uh, they have. They have a star chase uh, new technology that they have just enabled. So that basically allows them to track vehicles um, using a projectile that attaches to GPS enabled devices that then the police are tracking. Um, And then there's another security robot um, that can basically handle indoor and outdoor issues and situations instead of first response and uh, kind of like bomb-like or really dangerous circumstances. Um, The questions though with some of these things are just kind of the egregiousness of use that could be taking place by police officers that are already egregious with the tools that they have. (laughs) So um, that in itself is is kind of scary to give, um, you know, people who have proven themselves to be, um, you know, with less than training and, um, you know, less than morals and ethics in in a lot of times um, to just give a, 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 a lot of technology, a lot of new resources in a sense for them to be able to uh, potentially bias and profile harm people further. On the other hand of that, though, um, there is AI technology that's coming out that will help the people. So um, there is a company, a private company that's developed this software called uh, Trulio. And so they are basically an AI service that is providing um, basically scrutiny of body uh, body camera footage. And it's a system that where right now, if there is uh, the scrutiny of this footage, it's oftentimes done at random, maybe like 30% of all footage at at a police station that's monitoring is going to get reviewed. But with this AI tool, they can review 100%. And it has the ability to go in and cut and kind of basically discern between the officer's voice and the victim's voice or the the civilian's voice and timestamp things to cut things out for additional reviews. So that in itself seems very progressive um, and hopeful. So, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting, but you know, one thing's for sure, AI is going nowhere. <laughs> right. There's, um, you know, the Trulio stuff is, is kind of interesting because the idea behind it is if you are able to take 100% of the footage from 100% of the body cams, then you can um, have artificial intelligence seek out uh, or rather flag or determine what would be considered um, behavior that escalates situations language that escalates situations and you can isolate those officers and provide attitude adjustments or you can praise officers who are actually doing the work in other words there's oversight in policing 
It didn't come from the community, which is something that we, the protesters, have kind of sought. But there's artificial intelligence oversight. And provided that that oversight is um, based in uh, or rather based on the principles and the ideals that we, the people, want from our officers, accountability, uh, de-escalation, we want, uh, you know, people to be approached as though they're innocent until proven guilty, et cetera. Um, and then the other side of that is obviously you need the safety of the officers and all sorts. So, so everybody gets a, a, a seat at the table, yeah, right? Um, mm-hmm. Artificial intelligence can provide that in theory uh, and it not be biased one way or another. Um, because again, it's looking at the officer's behavior, not profiling criminals. And so the True Leo uh, experiment, I'm, I'm excited to see what comes of that. The, the, police drones and the uh, robot stuff and all that. Um, You know, like you said, there's always the potential that those can be misused because there's still the capacity to operate them remotely. Um, And it's, it's possibility for bias to be built into artificial intelligence programs as well. The the Mm -hmm. one thing about um, artificial intelligence though, is that when you find bias in artificial intelligence, it's a lot easier to bring it to folks' attention and get it worked out. Right. Um, whereas with human beings, you know, you can alter your behavior in such a way to where it masks your bias. Absolutely. Or you don't even have to do anything at all whatsoever because, you know, it's only it's only an infraction if you get caught. Whereas computers yeah. kind of keep track of their uh, statistics, data, things like this, th- things that can be reviewed Exactly. And we can we can see patterns. And so. Um, so that's the really cool thing. Right. Because, um, you know, in, in Colorado, they've actually employed this um, and, and they've seen a 36 um, percent de- decrease in harmful circumstances. So it's not only, you know, keeping it civilian safe, but it's also preserving careers, which, you know, we see. And sometimes, you know, the the after remorse of these police officers that, um, you know, commit these heinous crimes against uh, especially black people, um, you know, they could keep their jobs and and um, not have to have taxpayers paying, you know, their paid leave or, or whatever their retirement is. But, um, you know, it's just there's a lot of opportunity. And also, too, when AI is showing to be more empathetic in a lot of ways, too, it was a really neat article that um, our producer Chris sent us that was talking about AI um, basically delivering better results than doctors right now across the board and a lot of areas as well. And a study published by JAMA International Medicine found that chat GPT gave better answers than human doctors for out of five times and that patients um, when examined uh, the researchers found that 79% of cases preferred responses from AI responses, Mm -hmm. especially because of the more empathy demonstrated. So it's so interesting, um, you know, because to your point, it's like when there's data and there's, you know, it's it's figured by humans that are not biased in the first place or have um, you know some level of understanding as far as the way that things should be and, and driving equality. If we're if we're using these tools the right way, they can really ha- make profound differences, especially right. you know for the black community where we are disproportionately affected, especially in the medical field and policing. You know if we're able to have more data. Um, and more tools that risk, you know, there's, there's really no downside to, to the police departments using Trulia, except for they can't 
do their, you know, racist, historically bad things that they want to continue to perpetuate. So it's like, well, if the country really wants to fix these things, this feels like a solution that's it's like $50 or something per officer per year with some super reasonable cost. So to me, it's like when we have data and we have the resources, why aren't we fixing the problems? And if you aren't fixing them, it's because you don't want to. So at that point, then, you know, all the more reason to replace, you know, older people with older mindsets. (laughs) You know, there's something that you mentioned, and that's that how things disproportionately affect black folks. And I'll I'll close on this, but um, there's this study, I believe it was like Yale or Harvard or something, and I'm sure you're familiar with it, but there's this study that took place where uh, there was a video shown of four children all playing, right? Two of the children were black, two of the children were white. There was a blonde haired white girl. Uh, black boy, black girl, and then a uh, white male child as well, white boy. Uh, And they're all playing with toys. So they invited preschool teachers, white teachers, black teachers, uh, uh, every culture. Um, And they said, sit and watch this video and observe uh, any instances of misbehavior. Right. And in the video, none of the children misbehave. That wasn't the point of this study. The point was, where do your eyes go? And they had a way of tracking their irises to see where they focus their attention, right? So the way human beings work, and this is to your point about how discrimination disproportionately affects Black people, over-policing, and so forth. Um, when your eyes, as this case uh, suggested, even the Black teachers... When your eyes are hyper fixated on the black boy, uh, you're more likely to observe him if he misbehaves. But critically, you're less likely to observe any of the other people if they misbehave. Mm-hmm. And so um, artificial intelligence um, doesn't have strict biases like that. It can it can be programmed with those biases and there are some unintentional biases that have found their way into there. But um, as we've seen, uh, folks are quick to identify uh, prejudices and biases and uh, they're easily remedied in mass on, on a massive scale. And so uh, I echo your excitement about um, how artificial intelligence might impact policing, which obviously is a is a big deal for the black community. So it's another one that we'll continue to keep tabs on. You already know I've been keeping tabs on it. So <laughs> with that in mind, I'd like to thank you very much for your insight as always. Once again, today's guest is Black Information Network news writer and producer, Maggie B. Noah. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. And join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. 
Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or Kemba.org slash CV for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash Parity Flex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.